Hello everybody, this is Thomas and Kyle coming back at you with another episode of Nux Talk. Today we're going to go over the two games set against Montreal and the game against Edmonton that we saw last night. So Kyle, three games, we pick up two wins. How are you initially feeling right now? Well, you know, winning four out of five in total um, over our last five games is obviously positive. And doing it with all uh, without Elias Pettersson is even more impressive. So, I mean, are they pretty wins? Um, not necessarily. But hey, points are points at this point. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy that we're getting points and we're getting wins. And hey, I'm not going to complain about a W. Exactly. I, I don't think we've been playing our best hockey. We're also arguably missing our best player. But a win is a win, and you cannot complain about points. Right, and, you know, starting with the first game in Montreal, I thought, you know, obviously we had a lot of confidence beating uh, Toronto two straight games, and we came into that game, and we let it in uh, the first goal against Petrie on the power play, and I think it was only five minutes in, right? So, um, yeah, I thought the team just stuck with it, hit a couple posts, and, uh, hey, you know, Won a game when letting in the first goal, and then won a game being down after uh, or going into the third period. So, um, obviously, I love seeing Godet score that tying goal with, I don't know, 40 seconds left, and then uh, the rest is kind of history. Bo wins it in the shootout for us, and, you know, not a whole, whole lot to analyze, I thought, with this game. Um, I thought Green, midway through the second, started blending again, which didn't make a whole lot of sense and something came into him and he put the lines back together in the third and what do you know we actually uh, get a win out of it so I thought that was positive and as we've seen now for the past month or so Demko has been spectacular and another huge reason why we've won these games. Exactly Demko he continues to hold us in these games as long as he can. I think we go into almost every third period now and every game is competitive going into the final frame. I think that, uh, yeah, the first game there wasn't too much that really happened in that game. It was a one nothing game pretty much all the way through until the very end. And, uh, yeah, I thought compared to the Toronto series, it was a bit slower, a little sloppier. Um, I think that happened more towards the second game against Montreal. Uh, but I think it was just a change of pace and... Uh, it, we're just playing a bit differently without Patterson. It's it's just a little bit, uh, I found in the neutral zone, we weren't passing the puck as well. But, hey, a win is a win. Yeah, I think the biggest thing without Elias Patterson is our power play. Um, you know, that 5-on-3 was really bad and really disorganized. And Someone with Elias Patterson's skill would definitely help with, in that scenario and you know, granted, we went 3-for-3 three three on the power play without Elias Pettersson against Toronto, and then I thought it didn't look as sharp against Montreal. Um, I thought the power play, if you want to skip ahead a bit, looked better against Edmonton, but obviously, you know, whenever you're losing a guy like Pettersson, it's going to hurt your power play, and it's going to hurt your offensive ability, especially with a team that, you know, quite frankly, doesn't maybe have the high... And offensive talent like a McDavid, Dreisaitl, or a Marner and Matthews, or you know even a Shifley, Dubois, uh, Wheeler, kind of for Cop and Wheelers, you know. So um, yeah, I thought just as a team, you know, we've been doing a better job at blocking shots and getting in front of shots, and 
Yeah, Demko's played spectacularly, and then, you know, we can talk about the second game against Montreal. Um, you know, we didn't play our best, necessarily. I thought Montreal played better, and quite frankly, they uh, we didn't really deserve to win that game. Um, Demko even played pretty well and still in five, so... I don't know how much time you want to spend on it, but that was a pretty ugly one. Uh, yeah, that was just, uh, I think it was just one of those nights. Just uh, not a great effort. We just couldn't execute anything. It was a just a painful game to watch. Like you said, Demko, he played well, surprisingly, letting in five goals. But uh, I don't think we need to stress on that game too much. It's just kind of one of those things that happen. Because against Edmonton, if we skip ahead back to that game, like... You know, we it's not like a prolonged thing, a prolonged issue. The effort was back last night, and uh, we picked up another two points. Yeah, I liked our game last night against Edmonton. Um, you know, I thought Michaelis probably had his best game as a Canuck. Um, you know, even the defensive core, I thought, was, was playing fantastically. Hamnick had another six blocks. I think Edler had six blocks. We had 25 on the night. Um you know, that's sacrificing the body and doing whatever it takes to win, and that's exactly what this team needs to do at this juncture of the season. And Demko again was lights out, and, and then Tyler Myers and gets that winning goal, which was fantastic to see, and Bo Horvat probably gets uh, the greasiest goal of his NHL career, which, hey, doesn't matter how they go in as long as they cross the line. And, um, yeah, you know, how did you see this game going, and what did you see? You know, I think it was a game where we know over the last few weeks it's tough for us to score without Pepsi in the lineup. And it was really nice to see that greasy goal go in, especially on the power play. It's just a hard-working goal. Yeah. Um, and I think it's been... We've been relying on Demko heavily in these close games with our offense struggling a bit, but it, we've managed in the last few weeks to bend but not really break. Like you saw us break against in Game 2 against Montreal. But... We're just holding on and holding on, and we're getting through the 60 minutes, and we're picking up really greasy points right now. Like, that was just a gutsy win. Even at the end when uh, when Edmonton had a 6-on-4 with their empty net pulled on the power play, and they were getting their looks, and you saw Dreisaitl looking skyward and McDavid looking skyward. They just couldn't put the puck in the net. We're, we're bending. We're, it looks bad. It might not look the prettiest, but... You know what? We're scoring more goals than the other team. We're picking up points. Yeah, and, and speaking of power plays and refing, I guess. I mean, last night, you know, we we've kind of touched on refing throughout this season. We, I think, have made it pretty clear that we haven't liked the refing. Um, I thought last night was really bad. I mean, there was a missed cross check or boarding call on Jake Vertanen. Tanner Peterson got chopped down behind the net, no call, and then. You know, their one goal comes from the power play, but really it was a five-on-three. And, you know, you made a good point yesterday. If you're already killing a penalty and you can't cross-check someone to box someone out, then you can't kill a penalty. You know, then there's going to be 20 penalties every game. So, you know, I get Edler was... It was a pretty obvious cross-check right to Dreisaitl right in front of the ref. But at the same time, you know... We're killing a penalty. This is the National Hockey League. It's a physical league. I, I, you know, I don't want to bitch too much about the refing because we won the game. But at the same time, you know, when it's, when it's 
effectively, you know, handing teams chances that maybe they don't deserve and swinging momentum of the game, I, I, I can't help but to comment. Exactly. I think the refing was terrible last night. And I hate talking about refing. Like we, we hate having to come on here and talk about the officiating being poor and because it just sounds like we're just little whiners every time, right? It sounds like we're just completely biased and we're just bitching about the refs. But we've seen when we've played these top-tier players from these other Canadian teams, they're getting these ridiculous calls. I don't know what you expect Edler to do when we're killing a penalty, we're playing like a box or a diamond, and he's just trying to box someone out in front of the net. Yeah, I guess it was a bit too obvious, right? He had two hands on the stick. Technically, that's a cross-check. But that is such a soft call that exactly what you said. It, it handed them a chance that they didn't really deserve, and that completely changed the game. Yeah, I mean, that was a bad call, but the Niels Hoglander call, the holding on Niels Hoglander, I mean, are you not allowed to backtrack anymore? Are we allowed to touch an Edmonton player without getting a penalty? Like, that's the stuff where I'm looking at. It's like... What are you calling? You called a hold when he didn't even have... He didn't grab a single part of his stick or his body. I he mean, didn't grab anything. Right. So, I mean... Like, even... Like, that was called a hold. You go back to uh, Edler. Oh. Edler and Josh Anderson in Montreal. And Edler gets called for interference. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's brutal. I don't, I don't know don't... what is happening. Right. When, if anything, Anderson was the one interfering. Right. But, I mean, back to the Hoglander one. I mean... Oh. I mean, as a rookie, he's tenacious. He's skating. He's still skating. He it's not like he stopped moving. moving exactly. And he's just hounding the player. He gets the puck, and then he gets called for some garbage call that had nothing to do with the play. It's unacceptable. You know, I wish Green would say something. We only got two power plays last night. Yeah, we were watching that game, and we were looking and was like, I wanted Edler to say something when he got his penalty. I wanted Green to say something. Yeah. We're, it's like the refs are kind of just doing whatever, and we just roll over and say, okay. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, it, luckily it went our way. But, you know, if they capitalized on those power plays a bit more, we would probably be sitting here even more pissed than we are with this refing. Right, right. And that's the thing. I think that's that's why it was such a gutsy win. You know, I commented last night that it felt like we beat two teams out there last night. Um, and, and, you know, it's kind of adding on to this. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but guess who was in the lineup yesterday? Louis the Goat Erickson. And guess what happened? Another win. <laughs> His last four starts, Louis Erickson is 4-0. I'm not even going to entertain it. You don't need to. The stats will entertain it for you. The fact of the matter is, is whether he makes ten million, six million, or two million, when Louis Erickson is in the lineup, we tend to win more games than we lose. You know, the stats will say that, but there was a point in that game where I asked you if Louis Erickson was even playing. He didn't touch the ice for like I swear to god a period and a half. I mean, we didn't see a single shift of Louis. That's a good point <laughs> as well. I mean I I saw a stat halfway even more than halfway through, like almost near the third period, or maybe in the third period, McEwen had like five minutes of 30 seconds yeah, of ice time. Like five he minutes. was banging body, skating well. 
I mean, the minutes thing has been a green problem the entire year. He has no clue how to allocate minutes to the bottom six properly. And uh, that's that's yeah. just been evident in the fact that, you know, McEwen will get seven minutes of ice time and then get scratched. I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, we saw we saw against Montreal, we saw Besser go down to uh, the third line. Because, like you pointed out, Green said, uh, again, he assessed it properly against Montreal. You made this point that Montreal is a deep team, and mm-hmm. you need to match their depth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you also said that that doesn't mean you take your first-line player and put it on your third line, and here you go, I made a depth sandwich. Like, that doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, exactly what I was saying is he assessed the problem correctly and then diagnosed it incorrectly. Like, why wouldn't you put down Pearson and move up Gaudet? Why are you bringing down Besser, your leading scorer, arguably your MVP of your entire team, and putting him that, between Michaelis and Sutter? That doesn't make any sense. Exactly, and that's the whole problem with Green now, is like, okay, I can understand him actually understanding what's happening, but you're not diagnosing him pro- properly. Yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> and, that, and that's a problem. We see this in our in practices, too, in the lineups that are in practices. I mean, mind you, it was reported, I guess, that Roussel and Beagle had, were a bit banged up Yeah. and had some injuries, but uh, I still don't know why Sutter wasn't practicing that day unless... Because he played last night. Unless yeah, he was a little banged up and decided to go. Yeah. He's good enough to go, but... We had defensemen playing on our fourth line in practice. I don't really know what's going on there. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think right now we're just in a point where, first of all, I want to say I love the fact that we're playing Ottawa coming up. Yeah, that's I think a big it, series. I think it's great timing for us because we've been in this stretch of we're waiting for Pedersen to get back and... We're just hanging on for dear life. Yeah. But it, it's working right now. Like, we're picking up points, luckily. But you can tell we're getting near the end of hanging on. I, I completely agree. I think this is the perfect time to be playing Ottawa. Do you know how many games is Ottawa? Is it a two or a three? Two. We play them Monday, Wednesday. And then we're actually uh, in Montreal Friday, Saturday for a back-to-back there. Yeah, wow. Okay, so... Yeah, Ottawa is crucial then. Yeah. We need to pick up at least three points against Ottawa. Yeah. I, I, Montreal's yeah. going to be tough on the back-to-back. We need to pick up at least three against Ottawa, but we should pick up four. I looked at the standings today. I think we're at about 28 or 29 points. We're sixth in our division. Ottawa's behind us. Pretty much almost the same amount of games played. and I mean, Ottawa's Ottawa. They're 10 points below us. We really should pick up all four here. I agree, but, you know, it's the NHL. Anything can happen any night. Ottawa this year came back from a 5-1 deficit against Toronto. Yeah, I mean, Ottawa's beaten Toronto twice. And yeah. Toronto's only lost, like, six times. Well, they're losing a bit more now. They lost to Winnipeg a couple times. They lost to us a couple times. Yeah. So. Winnipeg's only, like, two two games out now of Toronto. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we we do need to play well against Ottawa. And they're, they're a, you know, they're a young team. They're a fast team. Um... They're a pretty skilled team. I mean, Tim Schutzla is the real deal. I like Brady Kachuk. I think they have pieces on their back end with Brandstrom. I don't know if he's actually playing, but Shabbat's definitely a nice piece. But their one thing that I love going and playing them is their goaltending. You know, Matt Murray's... Uh, Matt Murray's awful. Yeah, you, know, you switch cheese, and I don't even know who the backup is. The backup is Goldberg like a... Or, I don't know. Yeah. I, I couldn't even tell It you. doesn't really matter. Um, so, you know, I, against Ottawa, I guess, I want to see a lot of shots on that. I want to see the same thing that we've been doing is blocking shots and clogging up the middle and 
getting it deep, playing simple, and we should beat Ottawa if we do that. Exactly. We. Li- I was just going to say, we literally just need to chip pucks past their defense and go chase them. Because I remember from the first series, watching Ottawa's defense try to move the puck was painful. Besides Shabbat and Brandstrom, they could not, they can not even break out. I mean, they were just standing still. Yeah, they have good Branson wearing an A, so that it, says it all. Yeah, it's <laughs> the guy is awful. Like we just need to play simple hockey, and we should pick up some wins there. Yeah, and I guess just moving back to the Canucks, there's been a couple guys who've actually really impressed me, um, and both of them are on the defensive core. Uh, Jordy Ben and, and Travis Hamonic have both really played well, especially since Travis Hamonic's been back into the lineup. Um, I know a lot of people are kind of questioning us signing Travis Hamnick at the beginning, beginning of the year. Um, he definitely didn't really seem to be fitting in and, you know, him being out and without no training, training camp, camp and all that and coming to the team a bit late um, definitely affected him. And then obviously, unfortunately, gets injured. But since he's been back, I've thought him and Hughes have looked good. And uh, Myers and Ben have looked really good, too, I thought. And, uh you know, Myers gets credit for the goal last night, but it was a good play by Ben to suck in the forward. You know, the forward comes a bit towards him, and then he lays it off to My- Myers, and he can clap it from the red dot, and it goes in. But it was really good play by Ben. I'm impressed with, I guess, I don't know if you want to consider Hamnick a bottom four defense pairing, but I'm, imp- I'm impressed with her bottom four right now. Yeah, I think our defensive core has, uh, you know, game two of Montreal was one of those nights, and they happen, right? Mm. But uh, I think our defense core has looked great as of late. Uh, they're just kind of all playing like, finally playing like those veteran presents that we signed them to be, right? We just wanted them to play solid defensively. And we knew they had, like, especially Myers, we knew he had this offensive upside. Yeah. And it's nice to see him finally getting confidence. Like, our defense is one of the highest scoring defenses in the league. And Hughes helps that a lot. Right. Yep, yep. But um yeah, they just they're they're playing the smart way now. And uh it's really helping. Yeah, I mean you, you say that Myers has now thirteen points in thirty games. I mean you prorate that out, that's gonna be what, thirty nine, thirty eight points in an eighty two game season? That's good. I'll take that any day. And um again, Myers is playing fairly big minutes. He's playing twenty two minutes a game, so you know, you play 22 minutes a night, you're not going to be perfect. I get it. He is, at times, slow to move the puck. And, you know, quite frankly, is he worth necessarily $6 million? Maybe not. Maybe 5 Maybe 4 You know, 4 8 But at the same time, that's you're going to pay a price in free agency and a premium price than that. And I feel like some of the fans get on players who have higher contracts simply because they have higher contracts. Like... If Tyra Myers somehow we got him for three million dollars, are is anyone really tripping him? I bet if he's making three million, he's one of our best defensemen in the public eye. It's just that I guess people just get so focused on the salary cap and there's a lot of stress with the salary cap. We have to sign big three players this offseason, Pedersen, Hughes, and Thatcher, and who knows what Thatcher's gonna want as he's playing like this, so um I get it. Uh but at the same time, you know, he's playing well. And he's playing better than last season. I think that's a positive thing. I, I agree. The contract you obviously have to look at, but at a certain point, it's just the eye test. And the guy's playing well. The contract has already been signed. There's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. If the guy's playing well, I'm not going to knock him. Contract aside. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I think Demko will definitely get both starts here against Ottawa like he should. You think, hey? 
I, mean, I was just about to ask you. Because you... there's a day in between. Right. No, I get that. But how many games has he started now in a row? Five or six, eh? Yeah. I mean, you could give Holtby one because we are playing Ottawa if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I just assume that Holtby will get one of the back-to-back against Montreal. Right, right. Now, I guess it's been so long since we've had, like, a... I don't know, true number one, it feels like, you know, dating all the way back to now, essentially, we had Marky and Ned, and then he got injured, Demko and kind of took over the starting position. How many starts would do you usually like to see before the backup gives the starter a rest? Is it five? Is it six? Do you ride the hot hand? I'm not really sure how it works in the modern NHL anymore, to be honest with you. I mean, to me, I'm less concerned about the number of starts in a row. That doesn't really matter to me. It's more of just the upcoming schedule when we have a back-to-back when we play a weaker team. So, like, if you wanted to give him rest, which in my opinion, I don't think he needs right now. I think you could yeah, just ride him. Yeah, he's playing fantastic right now. Exactly. I think you could just ride him both games in Ottawa and then one against Montreal if you wanted to and he'd be completely fine. But this is probably the best time in our schedule to put Holtby in for an extra game if you wanted to. You're playing yeah. the shittiest team. Yeah, that's right. that, that would be my rationale is you don't necessarily, hopefully, you don't need elite goaltending against Ottawa. Exactly. And you could get away with playing Holtby. And, you know, yeah, Holtby's been kind of a disaster this year, quite frankly. Um, I mean, since the Stanley Cup in Washington, I, I really don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, there has been a big decline. And it's been fast, too. Yeah, just, you know, Holtby, when he, he's in the net, He's not that much smaller than Demko, but man, does he look a lot smaller than Demko. And it's not then it's not just that looking small and kind of being small in the net. It's you know he's moving in the net. He's not comfortable. He's not setting his feet. That one five hole against the Jets was terrible when he was in perfect position, and then yeah. he was just kind of jumping for joy and it slid right underneath him. He just is. He's got no confidence right now, and you can really tell by the way he's playing. Yeah, he's making the simple saves. But he's also not making them look easy. And the difficult saves are just going in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it probably doesn't help watching, you know, this 25-year-old kid, second star of the NHL and playing fantastic hockey. That probably doesn't add any good to the pressure. But, you know, it's, it's not too late for him to start playing well. And with the amount of block shots we're getting, hey, maybe you never know. Dim, he can play well and maybe only let him two goals this game. Yeah. Or the upcoming games. Exactly. So, that was our little debrief of the three games we've played. We've picked up uh, some points here as the weeks have gone on. And, you know, we're putting ourselves in a better place to make a run at that fourth spot. Come down, coming down to the stretch. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch. Hopefully we can get Pedersen and Mott back soon. And uh, that's going to do it for us today.